just listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call a doctor. If you have a sprain, call a doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you. Because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call a doctor. Call a doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Tell me what's The doctor is in the house. The original doctor in the house, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Glad to be with you, and thank you for listening. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained with, from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And please make an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Boy, was that easy to say or what? Please make your attitude of gratitude part of your life. And how can you do that? Well, just tell someone you appreciate them. It could be a thank you note. Or just tell someone, thank you. Some people, I advise to carry a, what we call a token of gratitude in your pocket. You know, if you like some lapis lazuli or stone or crystal or any object. So when you touch it, you take a deep breath and you just feel the emotion of gratitude. And don't be afraid to congratulate yourself for the big and little things you do every day. That's something to be grateful for. So today we bring you uh, 60 years of medical experience and uh, talking to some of the best minds in the world. But we're not, except for the, some latest statistics, going to be talking about the COVID today. But I have some great news. On Tuesday, we will be having Dr. Will Wong, a, a, a genius, a, a writer, a speaker, uh, a naturopathic physician, a PhD, an, ortho an Orthodox priest, and also the uh, producer of one of the strongest systemic enzymes, if not the strongest uh, systemic enzyme available. 
that is called zymesis. So let's just talk. This, this week's number of reported deaths among all ages following the COVID jab surpassed 6,000. And remember, that's only 10% of people reporting. So that number could be 60,000. That's what Dr. McCullough from Texas says. And this comes directly from the CDC. And uh, they report every Friday. So on June 18th, they reported a total of 387,087 total adverse events. That included 6,113 deaths. That's up 120 deaths from the previous week. There were 31,240 serious injury reports. That was up 1,369. So this uh, safe jab that uh, they want everybody to get, uh, how safe is it? And it's they're having so many adverse reactions. Now they're changing how they're reporting it. You have to be in the hospital or dead to have it counted as an adverse reaction to the jab. And I mean, and do you hear that uh, a 13-year-old boy, he died two days after the Pfizer jab? A 15-year-old and a two 16-year-olds and one 17-year-old? There were 1,164 reports of anaphylaxis. That's severe allergy. Severe, you can't breathe. Among 12 to 17 year olds, 99% of them came from the Pfizer shot. 171 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis. That's inflammation of your heart. Very serious. Most of them reported from Pfizer and blood clotting disorders, 28, all attributed to Pfizer. So we've had cardiac deaths, we've had pregnant women having, having abortions and miscarriages or premature births. We've had, we are having Bell's palsy, herpes zoster, Guillain-Barre syndrome, blood clotting disorders, Now the CDC is finally admitting a link between the heart inflammation and the jab. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll have more to talk about when we speak with Dr. Wong on Tuesday because this jab is affecting our lives. And we'll talk about the variant. And I'll say it now, do not develop fear do not get locked down again. Do not think that we're going to have to have mess and social distancing and everything else they're going to try and put on us. They want to control our lives with this new Delta variant. And just remember, in the beginning, they used Neil Ferguson, a disgraced, horrible person that told us we'd have 2 million deaths in the, in the United States. These guys are using him again and his models. Why? To get us in a state of fear. Ferguson, like Fauci, has never been right. 
we'll talk more about this at another time. So, watch out for your children, okay? Look up Dr. Mike Yadon, Y-E-A-D-O-N. Used to be the vice president at Pfizer, a researcher, a scientist, former vice president and chief scientist at Pfizer. He says, do not be concerned about the Delta variant or any other variant. Okay. All right. So that's enough about the COVID for today because it seems like that's all we talk about. But there's other things that, that we should be talking about. And one is garlic. Yeah, good old stinky garlic. You know what it's good for? It's good to keep your heart healthy and up to snuff. You know, if you want to get your doctors or cardiologists undivided attention, just be a little nervous, have the white coat syndrome when you go into his office, and your blood pressure will be uh, up a little bit, and he'll just run for his prescription pad and start, uh, you know, writing prescriptions for drugs. And he'll give you the whole spiel about heart risk and that you have to take medications to bring it down. But maybe your blood pressure isn't really up. You know, maybe it is the white coat, white coat syndrome. Or maybe you're just upset and nervous and fearful over everything you're hearing. And you, had, you did not take my advice and not watch television. You may have had a traffic accident on the way in. You may have sat too long in the waiting room. But, the, but most doctors don't see the big picture anymore, my friends. Your heart health is about more than just numbers. And part of the story is a healthy blood pressure. But it's not the end all. So why am I telling you this? Well, long ago, the father of modern medicine, who is Hippocrates, determined that garlic could ward off more than just vampires. Ancient medical practices in India and Iran have used the stinking rose as a drug alternative for the ages. They've used it to crush colds and flu, beat back blood sugar woes, conquer stomach cancer, and suppress weight gain. But you know, today, let's just mention that garlic can help boost your heart health. If, you're, if you already have coronary artery disease, research has shown that consuming garlic could reduce the strain on your heart, particularly during exercise. That could mean improved heart rate, better stamina, and less cardiovascular stress. Because garlic helps to maintain healthy blood pressure numbers, and it helps to optimize cholesterol levels. It keeps your HDL, or the good cholesterol levels, from dipping too low, and it keeps the bad LDL cholesterol from getting damaged 
LDL is not a bad guy until it's damaged, until it's oxidized. And it's only the oxidized LDL that puts your heart health in the crosshairs. Because that's when your cholesterol stops free-floating in your bloodstream and deposits along the inside of your artery walls. And that's what gives you narrow and stiff arteries. And so your heart has to work harder. What studies are showing up that show that garlic consumption is linked to improved pulse wave velocity. That's a standard for measuring arterial stiffness. And it has some properties that work directly to reduce blood pressure. By dilating your blood vessels and keeping them wide so their blood flows effortlessly. You know, it blocks those angiotensin II receptors. You know, lots of drugs that the big pharma puts out does the same thing. The same mechanism and a lot of blood pressure lowering drugs. Now, a study done in people, not mice or rabbits, a preparation of garlic worked better than beta blocker drugs in lowering both systolic, which is the top number, and diastolic, which is the bottom number, of your blood pressure. Even when people were, were on drugs and their blood pressure went out of control, in uh, Australia they added garlic and it helped them get, get off the drugs. The best form of garlic is aged garlic extract, A-G-E. So um, it's been shown to slow the progression of coronary artery buildup. And it has also been shown that it might reverse it. So uh, that's my stinky rose commentary on garlic. So today, as I said, we're going to be talking about some various things. And, uh, and one of these things is uh, honey and turmeric. You know, because traditional medicines aren't talked about a lot anymore. In fact, they're demonized. Because it's easier to write a prescription and say, go get the pills. But do you want to have a little bit more energy throughout the day? Honey can be used in a variety of ways. You know, it's really good against infections. You know, research has shown that honey can be one of the healthiest and best natural remedies for people around the globe. And curcumin is, has amazing health benefits. It has been medically proven to be healthy and excellent for our bodies, full with vitamins, antifungal properties, antiseptic properties, antibacterial properties, and strong healing properties. So what happens if you mix the two? And it's been used for many years and it has a name. It's been called golden honey. You know, and uh, when you combine the two, you can help throat inflammation, acne, asthma, flu, and uh, turmeric and honey. 
People are reporting when they're taking this that they have more energy than ever. And they're not getting sick with the flu. So what I'm talking about is two to three drops of a lemon, a quarter cup of honey, a teaspoon of crushed turmeric. Okay, two to three drops of lemon, a quarter cup of honey, one teaspoon of crushed turmeric. Put it in a bowl, mix it well, store it at room temperature, and before every use, stir it really well. And it is an excellent remedy to fight off the flu, which is coming soon, and any infection, and for energy. Okay. Two to three drops of lemon, a quarter cup of honey, and a teaspoon of crushed turmeric. So, uh, just so that uh, you know, there are natural remedies so that you do not have to take drugs. And something my uh, family likes, especially that the family uh, that lives in, uh, in uh, Spain, I, I told them about a little Mediterranean island trick. And they do it anyway, but they just didn't know it was written up. So, we know, you know, you've, we, we're, we, people tout fish oil. And, of course, you know how this doctor, Dr. Ron, feels about fish oil. Okay, fish oils are antifreeze for deep water fish. And in two weeks, Dr. Professor Brian Peskin will again explain why parent essential oils, a term that he invented, is better than fish oils. And you, know, and you know, a lot of people, there's not been one study that shows the fish oils are any good. And that's using even the Cochrane studies. And they give you the burps. Sorry about that. And there's lots of them out there. But you know what? You might be able to do it naturally. Because you have to make sure if you're going to do it naturally, you get the oil from the right kind of fish. And it contains the right balance of omega-3s so that you go in the right direction. But you know which one is from Mother Nature? Straight out of the sea? It's called a fish fix for prediabetes. It comes from the island of Sardinia. The island is surrounded by the Mediterranean Sea and it's just located off the western coast of Italy. Less than 200 miles from Rome to the west. Why is it called Sardinia? It's the namesake for a small oily fish called the sardine. You know, you've seen them, and they're packed in tiny tins, and they're shipped all over the world. And you probably never gave them a second thought, except, yuck, I'm not going to eat them. But they're not a delicacy in, in the United States, but they are, they are through Italy, Spain, and other parts of Europe. But this year, there was a study published, and I call it a game-changing study, Researchers from Spain discovered how eating sardines could help older folks keep type 2 diabetes at bay. In other words, prevent it. So they took folks that had been diagnosed with prediabetes, 
that means your sugar levels are high and you're headed toward full-blown diabetes. So they gave that group, in that group, they gave, they gave sardines, 30% of them were at high risk for developing type 2. But after snacking on sardines twice a week for a year, instead of having a 30% chance of developing diabetes, it went down to 8%. Clinical measurements showed that the sardine diet re resulted in reduced markers of insulin resistance. In other words, type 2 diabetes, the insulin doesn't work. It gets blocked. And if the insulin cannot use up the sugar, your, your blood glucose levels go higher. The sardines increase the levels of a hormone that breaks down glucose. That's called adiponectin. It improved levels of good cholesterol. So now we got sardines and garlic, huh? Helping the, the good cholesterol without drugs. So all of the above factors, the reduced markers, the increased levels of hormones, and the increased ACL contribute to diabetes risk, not just blood sugar. So this, this could be, in my opinion, a more well-rounded approach to managing your risk of developing full-blown diabetes. Because most physicians today, would, it's easier for them just to write a prescription for you. Not only do sardines contain diabetic curbing fatty acids, including EPA and DHA and omega-3s, but they're also bursting with taurine an amino acid which has been shown to lower blood sugar and beat back complications like diabetic retinopathy. And I know a few of you know what this is. I know Dr. T knows and uh, I, Dr. J, a new listener from uh, the Pocono area, I know she knows about it. Now, sardines are traditionally packaged in metal cans. But if you want to, you know, we really should limit our exposure to aluminum and chem chemicals like BPA. So look for the ones in glass jars. That's my, my opinion. You know, you, you want to limit your exposure to metals because, you know, aluminum has been found in almost all Alzheimer patients. So why the heck do you want to do that? You know, and these cans are lined with BPA. And BPA is a, uh, a phytoestrogen. It, it, for men, it makes you less less male and more female and for females it may screw up your hormone balance and you want to check the level the level the label you want to make sure they're wild caught and not farmed and that they're packed in organic extra virgin olive oil you do not want soybean oil which is a gmo crop most certainly is a gmo crop And, and has probably has Roundup in it. And other options that I found, there are sardines that have been packed in water or tomato sauce.
So, you know, sardines are really low, far down on the food chain, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they don't pose much of a risk for contributing to your toxic load of mercury. So, um, garlic, sardines, natural ways of, of treating your body. And I did mention Alzheimer's, didn't I? Aluminum and Alzheimer's. A study released in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease shows that a combination of omega-3 fatty acids and alpha-lipoic acid may help put the brakes on Alzheimer's. That wasn't a big study. It was done at Oregon Health Sciences University in, in Portland, Oregon. It was 32 patients. But... The researchers studied the effects of supplementing their diet with omega-3s with and without lipoic acid over a year. And they measured different biomarkers and performance tests. And they found that the two supplements did indeed help their subjects. They said, quote, the combination of omega-3 and lipoic acid slowed cognitive and functional decline in Alzheimer's disease over, over the 12 months. Additionally, Antonetta Fava from the University of Catanzaro in Italy and her team conducted a trial that found Alzheimer's patients with insulin resistance taking 600 milligrams of lipoic acid per day retain better cognitive function than those who didn't take the supplement. And that study was published in the Journal of Neurodegenerative Diseases. That, that, this study had 126 Alzheimer patients. And they gave some 600 milligrams of lipoic acid and others a placebo. And they evaluated them at the beginning and at the end of the study. And they also did a mini mental state examination. And it showed significant improvement in 43% of the patients. Contrasted to only 23% of the controls. And they, they generally scored higher on all the other tests that they, they performed. So alpha lipoic acid, if you find one around the 600 milligram mark should be good for you. And then when you hear Professor Peskin again, his, this is his fourth or fifth visit to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. You'll learn that by taking parent essential oils and lipoic acid and DHA, what that can do to your body, how it affects the cell membrane, which is the brain of the cell. Allows oxygen in, lets toxic material out. And he has reported studies that shows that it can destroy the membrane of the virus. So we'll let him talk about that. If you want to see a preview of that study, you just go to Bri uh, Professor Brian Peskin, P-E-S-K-I-N.com, and it's free to, to read right there on the front page. He's a good friend of uh, this show. He's a brilliant MIT graduate, 
who knows how to read and digest information from articles and determine which are, ones are phony or not. So we just want to leave, leave you with another thought about colloidal silver. It's a natural antibiotic, ladies and gentlemen, that has not been associated with microbe resistance. And this might be the answer to combat, combat antibiotic resistance diseases. But like anything natural and inexpensive, it is demonized and, and fear is used to, to tell people that they could turn blue. You know, I've done many, many programs with the Phil Safer talking about colloidal silver. The blue man was drinking a gallon a month. You know what? And he, he lived fine, but he did turn blue. Argyria. Not heard of with nanoparticle clear small particle colloidal silver. So, you know, it's been around for centuries. In the early 1900s, did ever, anybody ever hear of Cyril Drugs? Well, Alfred Cyril founded that company and he discovered that it could kill the most deadly pathogens. Cyril stated that applying colloidal silver to human subjects has been done in large numbers of cases with astonishing results. The main advantage was that it was rapidly fatal to the germs with no toxic reactions on the host. And recent research has stated that colloidal silver can destroy antibiotic resistant microbes like MRSA. MRSA stands for methicillin resistant staph aureus. Recent research shows it could have the potential in pandemics, flu strains. But of course, you're not going to hear about it because pharmaceutical companies cannot make money from colloidal silver. They'll demonize it. But with all the antibiotics being used, you know, it's not us that get resistant. It's the darn germs. They're really smart. They're really smart. And they find a way around the pharmaceutical drugs. Almost during the past 10 years, I bet most types of bacteria have become stronger and less responsive to antibiotics. And they become antibiotic resistant. And they're the ones that spread to, to our family members and schoolmates and co-workers and to the community. Antibiotic resistance, I could tell you, is, is among the CDC's top concerns. You know, I don't have a lot of respect for the CDC because it's a private company that makes you think that they're part of the government, but it's a private company listed on Dun & Bradstreet whose main business is to buy and sell vaccines and has patents on vaccines. But in this instance, if they do something about it, they will be helping, especially if they would, would uh, review their comments about colloidal silver. So remember, it's not the person's body that becomes resistant. It's the microbes, not people, that become resistant to the drugs. 
and if that microbe is resistant to many drugs treating the infections it causes can become difficult or even impossible. That's why I say if someone has an infection that is resistant to medications, they can pass it on. They can pass that resistant infection on to anybody. So hard to treat illnesses can spread from person to person. And if it gets to someone with an impaired immunity. So let's make sure we have a superior interior. Let's keep our, our gut healthy. Okay. And before I go, you know, uh, one year ago, I talked about the honeybees and how they, they're dying and how it all started uh, back at the Isle of Wight when Guglielmo Marconi built the world's first permanent radio station. That was the bees' first warning to humanity. Because they started dying. They couldn't make it up to their hive. They'd, they'd fall on the ground from sheer weakness. 1906. In 1906, when that, that, that antenna went up, 90% of the bees had vanished from that island. They simply called it the Isle of White Disease. So they imported bees to the, from the mainland, but it was no use. Within a week, the fresh bees were dying off by the thousand. And remember I told you, in 2019, when 5G antennas were started to be placed, bees started dropping down again. What, were the, what are the bees trying to, to tell us? Are they trying to tell us something about electromagnetic fields, electricity? Are we listening? All the satellites are going up in the air, into the, in the atmosphere, into the, into the space. The littering of our space with, with satellites. SpaceX is putting up 60 or so every time they go up. They go, we're going to see more satellites than we are stars in the future. And why do I bring this up? Well, I, I brought this to bring this up for two reasons. I want you to, again, take a look at Dr. Furstenberg, F-I-R-S-T-E-N-B-E-R-G, Arthur Furstenberg's book, The Invisible Rainbow. Okay, where he outlines and shows you where these electromagnetic fields, how they affect humans and animals. And then I read another article this week. Let me just see if I can find it. And basically, it's, it's how birds are dying. And they say they don't know why. Are they that ignorant of the fact that we have so many uh, antennas all around, so much Wi-Fi, you cannot, you can't, you can't avoid it. Can't avoid it. But they're saying they don't know why these birds are dying. 
I did want to bring that to you, and I can't find where I put it. But, you know, could it be that now the birds are falling to the same thing as the bees did, the electromagnetic fields and all the electricity, and they're losing their way? You know, and there's another art, another fact that, that we've talked about. We talked about it a year ago with Dr. Jerry Smith. You know about hearing aids, and are they is are they uh, a source of constant electromagnetic fields right into your brain? Well, it could be. Okay, we 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 made the case for it over a year ago. Now it looks like other. Researchers are are picking it up, but we we talked about it a year ago. You have a hearing aid, and it's right next to your brain. So suddenly, as this article says, this is by Michael Snyder, birds are dropping dead in large numbers all across the eastern half of the country. And before they die, they exhibit strange symptoms. They're telling us, in many cases, the birds are developing crusty or puffy eyes, and often they appear to go completely blind. In addition, quite a few of these dying birds lose their ability to stay balanced, and we are told that some even seem to be having seizures. And they say the scientists have no idea why it's taking place. It's been documented in Washington, D.C., Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana. So again, you know, they're, they're always looking for a bug, a mysterious disease. But you know what? They're not even thinking about electromagnetic fields, or if they are, they're being suppressed. Birds dying. And they test the samples of these birds. Now they have no idea. Well, they can't find a, a, a bacteria. Don't you think they should look for something else like electric, electric fields? You know, these birds sit on, on the high wires all the time. You think maybe you should at least mention it? Think about it? You know, critical thinking has gone away with common sense. Nobody critically thinks about it. That's why I say you have to use your logic and imagination and be the CEO of your own body. That's the only way you're going to survive in this crazy world that's coming about now. So Dr. Uh, Tots and Dr. Gene, hope you learned something today and thanks for your feedback. And remember, aging is not a disease. It's not a disease. It's natural. We're all going to experience it, hopefully. Yeah, but if you do it right, it could be one of the happiest and most satisfying times of our lives. But you have to work at not being afraid, 
have an attitude of gratitude, do something positive every day, turn off the stinking television. Okay, it's not helping you at all. So, Tuesday at 4 p.m., we should be having ready the conversation. It's not an interview because he is so smart and knows a lot about so many subjects. When I when we talk just as friends, it's, it's incredible. All I have to do is sit back. And I think that's all I'm going to have to do Tuesday. We're going to talk about the blood supply. Blood from vaccinated versus unvaccinated. We're going to talk about organ transplants from uh, organs from people that have had COVID. And how about if you've had the shot? They're finding that spike protein in every organ of the body. Will it give you COVID if you got an organ from a vaccinated person? Will you get COVID if you get blood from a vaccinated person? Will you get that thrombocytopenia? Will you get Bell's palsy? Will you really get sick? Will you get antibody-dependent enhancement? Which nobody is talking about, but I can tell you behind the scenes, they're, they're worried about what's going to happen to everyone this flu season. And what happens when you mix an experimental jab from Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson with the flu shot? The flu shot contains dead viruses. The gene-altering therapy that they're using for COVID has mRNA that tells your DNA to produce this spike protein and does it ever shut off? Are you a spike protein manufacturer forever? Does it go to your brain? Are there contraindications? Well, you know, a lot of these questions can't be answered because we're, we're all part of the experiment. It went from the computer to our arms, to our bodies. And you see, I give you the numbers every week. They keep going up and up and up. And... The CDC and phony Fauci are trying to keep it as inconsequential. They're, they're, they're changing the PCR test. They're doing everything to, to make it look like there's not a problem when there is a problem. So we'll talk about this and, and other issues on Tuesday with Dr. Will Wong. And then the following week, Professor Brian Peskin. If you haven't heard him, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it'd be a good opportunity to learn about parent essential oils and why you should not be taking fish oils, especially the pharmaceutical grade. There has not been a study that shows it does any, any good. Not one. I mean, the Cochrane database is huge. No studies show they're of any harm, any good. And then I want to talk to you the, the following week about death by modern medicine and a black box warning on drugs. I, get, I bet you a lot of you don't know how many drugs have black box warnings, including Celebrex. Well, let's talk about that. And again, I will state, no deaths from vitamins. 
This came from the 37th annual report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows zero deaths from any vitamin. No fatalities from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, or chondroitin. No deaths from homeopathic remedies, Asian medicines, Hispanic medicines. No deaths from herbs. So, where are the bodies? And yet they demonize them and they're demonizing supplements that have been used and proven to be effective for COVID because they want to sell their drugs. Where are the bodies if the people are dying from these vitamins? Okay, this is Dr. Ron, uh, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you on Tuesday with the great Dr. Will Wong. Everybody have a great day. Ciao. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you, I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.